Love Talk Radio. Prepare for launch in three, two, one. Welcome to the break beat. We make heat to blaze streets with these words. Whether you win the burbs or in the hood on the street curb or corner. Crossing all the borders in your mental state. Elevate your thinking or fall in line like the inner state. Finna take you on the journey like the Zelda game. Painting perfect pictures without the cellophane. The Philippines will stay with destruction. And we're here with ideas for construction. Critiquing critics with cynics with the lyrics. Demolish demons and spirits to make the network less limit. Coverage your position. Listen, when I drop wisdom with the gods listening in a big pot. To give it all I got to give it the spirit info Stimulate your mental over instrumental Trying to reach my kinfo, tired of the cheap talk Gotta get informed and spread a message of free thought Separate the name, the break represents the news and issues We use to discuss a new concept To be this how I rearrange and change the presentation So it isn't as complex together Introduce topic, micro, macroscopic With a little logic and perspective Educate, entertain, graffiti on your brain So the task for a change for a make I exit on the break beat. Okay. Guess who's Bazak? Back on the block with that O's. MC Brooks and Noah Jones. What's going on, everybody? Uh, we're back. Took a month off. And now we in the house. Oh, oops. So I muted that. <laughs> And uh, we're in the house right now. All right. And uh, in case you're unfamiliar, this is the Breakbeat here on Black Freethinkers Radio. I am your host, the most incredible MC Brooks. And here live with me is my phenomenal co-host, Noah Jones. What's up? Boom. And uh, tonight we're gonna we're gonna be having a discussion on why feminism is necessary. You know, obviously. We live in, a, in an interesting era where uh, people are more people are more vocal than ever, and with you know with technology and you know stuff like the internet, you know people have more than enough forms to express whatever views that they may hold when it comes to anything from movies to fashion to people to the opposite sex or or the, even the same sex in some cases. And one thing that's, that has been blatantly obvious over the course of, excuse me, has been blatantly obvious, at least over the, the, the course of the past couple years, is that feminism is becoming increasingly more necessary in, modern, in these modern days. And, you know, far too many folks have kind of a misunderstanding of what exactly that is and and uh why we why we would say that it's uh that it's necessary to have at least some understanding and why we believe that it's you know it's a good thing and that it can be a good thing not only for 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 us but for society as a whole and the world so in order to discuss this phenomenon or excuse me in order to discuss this uh topic uh we have enlisted the services of one of my absolute favorite people uh, Akia Black, who is here. Akia, howdy. Hi. Thank you for having and, me. And uh, no oh, problem. No. Hello. And uh, we also um, are going to have Vita, Vita Star on. Uh, she's not here at the moment, 
Uh, but she'll be calling in shortly, I'm sure. And we, when she does, she will be able to join in and participate in the conversation as it is taking place. Uh, if you want to participate, feel free to call in. The line is 310-982-4273. And then press 1 so that you may, uh, so that I'll know that you're in the queue and that you can come on and join the conversation, ask a question, or, you know, whatever you do, whatever you want to do that's not trolling. So uh, in the meantime, before we even before I, before I open this forum and, and jump right into it, just want to announce some things. Uh, first things first, uh, we have a brand new Twitter account and we have a Facebook page, the Breakbeat BFT. Uh, if you go on Twitter, you can you can uh, follow us on Twitter to get updates as well as links, as well as participate in the hashtag Breakbeat BFT. That's our Twitter account at Breakbeat BFT. And uh, it links to our Facebook page. We want us to go go like us on the Facebook page so that you can listen in and that you can also stay in the know and participate when we have uh, discussion points. So with that being said, um, make sure you do all of that. Obviously, you can follow myself on Twitter, MC underscore Brooks. You can follow Noah at Noah Athena, and you can follow uh, Kia at Kitty Kitty Kia. I almost said that three times. Um, there's that. That's that. So as I said, uh, we're going to be discussing why feminism is necessary tonight. Uh, so might as well um, jump right on into it. So uh, I'll, 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 uh, Akia, I'll start off with you actually. So um, how would you define? If I were just you know uh, uh, an average person with no knowledge of anything that was going on ever. How would you define what exactly feminism is? Well, usually when people ask me, I let them know that feminism is this crazy, unconventional idea that women are people worthy of respect and that our existence is as valid as that of a man. I believe it is a commitment to uplifting women, which in return uplifts men and which uplifts everyone. It's just it's something that's necessary for everyone to be treated as a decent, respectable human being. That's what I usually tell people who act like they have no uh, idea what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Noah, how how would you how would you define it? I define feminism as equality between the sexes, not just not just that, you know, feminists, I this idea that feminists are like these man-hating, lesbian, whatever, whatever stereotypes, they, whatever negative stereotypes that they have. Feminism is all-inclusive for me. It includes not only women, even though it's, that's the main gist of it, but it also includes lesbian, transgender, and 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 everything like that because these issues affect end up affecting all of us. So basically define it as equality and that's the simplest way to define it. I don't know why people act like they don't know what it is. But <laughs> you know what that's what you know it is. Sad is. Feminism exists and that is like a really sad thing to me because I, I should not have to fight for equality amongst me and my fellow women. I mean, I certainly should not be having these discussions in 2014, but, you know, here we are. 
of course. You know, people as progressive as as people think we are on these days, we are not all we are not all that advanced. You know, yeah, we have new technology, awesome, but we still have trouble believing that the opposite sexes are that women are actually people with thoughts and feelings and emotions and you know, interested in lots of different things. Crazy, crazy shit, right? Absolutely. Um, my own personal definition, and it's kind of it's kind of hard for it's kind of it's kind of hard for me, uh, just because uh, my definition kind of uh, changes because it's something I think about all the time as someone who cons- who considers themselves an ally. But um, feminism for me would would not only be equality between the sexes. But actively advocating for the rights of women, you know, in 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 everything from from politics to to society to in, uh, the economic realm to you know basically us needing to get to a point where things where it's a level playing field. You know, it's not it's not an issue of believing that you are you want to be men or that you want to rule men, but you know simply believing that not only are you people and not only believing that that everything that you say feel that your existence is valid but also saying that the things that you are in, that in all the in every area that makes you know this country what it is that you deserve to be on the same level as myself or anyone else Well, so thanks. now, now I want to uh, now I want to uh, I guess I want to I want to point out I want to want to hone in on something that I heard uh, heard Noah say in particular that it's all inclusive. Why do you say that? Why would you say feminism is all inclusive? Because obviously, you know, the one thing that lots of people kind of get stuck on is the fact that it says "fem" in the title. So they're like, you know, oh, you're only talking about women. You don't, you don't really give a shit about men or men's feelings. So, why would you guys, why would you guys say that that is that's actually an all in, is, is, that it is all inclusive? I feel like. Wait, were you asking me because the phone the phone cut in and out? Were you yeah. asking me why I feel like it's all inclusive? Okay. Yeah. That's what like, I why would you say that? You, you, right. you said it, so I'll ask you first. Okay. I feel like it's all inclusive. Is like I was always I always considered myself a feminist, and even before like in the recent years and everything like that. And then I got pregnant with my son, and like, and then I had him, and like my feminism became even stronger because I had so many people tell me things that I should be doing with him, as far as like. He shouldn't be playing with certain toys because it'll make him gay. Like, he shouldn't be playing with, like, pink things or he shouldn't like certain things or he shouldn't cry so much because, you know, that's that's girl stuff. Like, girls cry. He cries too much. His hair is too long. Why do why do I, why does he need to have long hair? I need to cut his hair. Just, like, people have, like, made comments about him in the way that he is and his temperament, especially because he's a sensitive boy and, like, he doesn't, just like any baby, he doesn't like strangers. And, like, when I started getting comments like that, I, I became even stronger in my feminism because I was, like, and Everett, too, because he's, like, you know, my son, you know, he likes to clasp on my purse 
and people are saying, oh, my God, he's playing with a purse, you know what I'm saying? Like, because some of his brothers will say, oh, my God, he's playing with a purse and all this other stuff. And I'm like, playing with a, a class, a shiny class on a purse doesn't mean that, you know, he's going to be gay, and if he is, so what? And it's like, oh, my God, so what? Like, and that's it just kind of made me, like, really become, like, staunch about it, like, you know, don't, feminism is about, like, it's all-inclusive because for me it's, like, it, it, it says equality for all genders. And there are things that we do to, like, categorize girls and boys, and it affects both both genders. Like, it's negative for both genders to be put into these little boxes. And, like, the whole ladies first thing and all of that crap. Like just putting 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 each other into boxes like that is not good for us, and that's what we do in a society. We put each other in boxes, and anybody who doesn't fit inside of those two binary bo- boxes, we 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 call them weirdos or we call them out of their name, and we don't want to think about them. You know, so yeah, yeah. So my idea of it being inclusive um, basically just means that, you know, how we treat others is reflective of how we feel about ourselves. So we all have mothers, we have sisters, we have nieces, you know, within our lives that are important to us. So to say that it's not inclusive is just, just just not realistic. You know, we're all depending on each other. You know, kind of the same things that Noah said, but yeah, we all need each other. So there's the reason for feminism not to be inclusive. It's for everybody. I agree, 110%. We actually have our first caller on the line, uh, calling from Atlanta. Uh, what's going on? You're on the break. Please. Hey, how you doing? Um, my name is Q from Atlanta. Hello, everyone. Um, Hello. I- I wanted to have an intellectual conversation about the topic. I'm a little older, so I'm, I, I have a decent knowledge of the history. I know a lot of people don't like researching history, but the history of feminism. So the question that I, I, I'd like to understand, well, first of all, let me answer a question you said. When you said, when one of you said that people act like they don't know what it is, that's because the most, experience we get from feminism is the angry I hate man crowd and the gentle more intellectual feminists don't correct those people they just run rampant and claim feminists so that's why we get confused but my first question is I know feminism started off as an all-inclusive thing so my first question is if ladies are getting more like one of you said you know equality so if ladies have surpassed equality in any area, wouldn't a feminist then say, you know what, let's be fair, let's, let's draw back? Because when men had the power in 1700s, they went against men in court to give ladies rights. As you well know, ladies did not have the right to go into court. So men saw that there was a lot of injustice from other men. They did the right thing and went against men for the sake of ladies. 
my question is, are ladies planning to do that, go against their fellow sister when when they've done too much and they're taking from men? And then I have a follow-up question. So, wait. Okay. Uh, I want to see if I understand that. You, you're asking... Yeah. Uh, our, uh, well, I apologize if I'm dumbing it down, but are, are women going to essentially do what men did once they have obtained this equality that they're seeking? Paraphrasing, yes. Okay. Uh, do one of you ladies want to, want, to get, want, to, want to take a stab at this first? I'll take a crack at that. Okay, so <clears throat> what you um, are experiencing is like, uh, I guess they call it misandry. And I guess I just hardly ever see that as being uh, what feminism is. You may just be dealing with some, like, extreme people who have extreme ideas about what they've went through with men. But for the most part, feminism and feminists like me, we're here to, you know, not to destroy you or your fellow men, but it's basically to keep men and patriarchal ideals from destroying us. So I don't think that it'll ever be a situation where we are going to do to you what you and I'm like, I'm not you personally, but what you know men and you know misogyny has done to us. This is not what we're here for. We're here to be treated equally. We're here to be paid equally. We're here to not have men control and dictate every action and aspect of our lives. So I, I just don't see it as. I mean, I just don't see feminism as being what you've described your experience of it as. Yeah, and um, just to uh, just to, uh, uh, to offer a clarification, uh, within the feminist movement, there, there's a distinction between you know people who identify as feminists and people who identify as rad femmes. A lot of the people who identify as rad femmes are, are the people that would be out here like. You know, we don't need men. We can kill all the men. Fuck them. We have no use for them. You know, the people who are really, like, super extreme. And as you know, with any movement, you are going to have people that, that take it to the nth degree. But even with the, there, 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 are, there are a lot of there are lots of there is lots of discussion even within um, feminists, people who are prominent, and people who even who are who are new to to uh, the information who uh, don't agree with that. And there, there, are, there are plenty of instances in which people, you know, kind of hold other people's feet to the fire as far as what they say about not only women but about men as well. Right, right. Here's, here's, the, here's the problem. The question was just avoided because the direct question was, will feminists plan to go against ladies for the sake of men? And what was given is a redefinition of what feminism is. See, I think the problem is on an intellectual level. When we have this conversation between the, the genders, when a male says, hey, we've been fair to you, as I've described, and then we say, do you guys plan on being fair? And when a feminist, as we've done today, just on the conversation, we avoid that question, then that causes the guys to have some concern. The, the, the question, the reason I asked is because when you look at things like the situation that Obama just passed with uh, equality and things of that nature. So here's a situation where a lady can take off from work for family time, but a man can't. And the man has to take up her work, and at the end of the year, they both have to have equal pay. 
see, I don't understand how we're doing equality if feminists don't say, you know what, Obama, that's not right. We shouldn't be getting equal pay four time off while this guy does our work. That's not that's not fair. So when we have this intellectual conversation, questions like that I'm raising that a man would be concerned about, uh, feminists need to be able to answer directly as opposed to avoid it. So I would like why to try again. Why shouldn't we get equal pay for something like that? When women take off, statistically, women take off more work for our children than men do anyway. These are statistics. So, I mean, if we're having an intellectual conversation and we're talking statistics and we're talking numbers, women are more right. way more likely to take off work to take care of their children when they're sick than men are, which is why they get that paid time off. They also carry these babies. We also carry these babies, have babies, and have to take time off for that. These are not illegitimate things. Right. Now, if they say that men who are, fa- men who are fathers should get time off, yes, they should. But the fact of the matter is that they don't really need that time off because they don't take that wow. time off to begin with. Wow. Well, so they the don't thing. necessarily need okay. it as much Tell as women because if they really wanted it, they could have it because they're the ones who are in charge. Can I speak now? So, I mean, okay. if we're having an intellectual <laughs> conversation... Then but intellectually, but repeating the same thing so, able, so, so that I can't No, speak. I'm not repeating the same thing. Intellectually, we should be able to wrap our minds around statistics. Okay. Okay, so what I think he just did was he came and called it. Uh, can, you, can you turn your phone up a little bit? I can't really hear you. Okay, sorry. I think he. Yeah, there's a lot of background. There's a lot of uh, background noise going on. All right, hello. That's him, I think. No, it's not me. I I, I actually mute myself when when I'm not speaking. I I was trying to uh, 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 follow up on, on on what she was saying, but I'm gonna let you go ahead, and then I'll I'll, I'll wait my turn. Okay. You, no, you can follow up uh, right after. Uh, go ahead, Kia. I think that his approach right now is basically asking um, how feminism can benefit him personally. You know, I just don't understand. Like, we ha- we haven't even scratched the surface on women and being equal. Like, so I don't understand how he's jumping from, okay, so when you are created equal, how is this going to help you know, men? I-, I mean, we haven't even began to you know, get to a point where I feel like we're getting somewhere. We're not getting anywhere because women are not uh, allotted maternity leave as a paid, you know, we're not paid for our maternity leave yet. So how are we even getting to paternity leave? It's it's, it's just what I don't understand. It's it's actually in the bill that Obama signed. So my point is is this, and I say this to the host and anybody listening. Herein lies the problem. Here I am, very polite. We're having a general conversation. I'm not trying to be right. I'm asking a question. But the facts are, when the lady said what she said earlier, you can't track. There's no data that tracks when and why a woman takes off. So that's disingenuous information. That can't be tracked. The only thing that can be tracked is maternity leave because that's what CDC tracks. That's what... um, uh, the uh, government tracks. They don't track 
my child is sick. So that's misleading information. If not, then I'm quite sure she can speak on where the link is that gave her that information. But with that said, we, I think gentlemen are concerned generally because what feminism comes off is, is like the situation where we're doing now. I'm trying to get some information on if it is inclusive, even though you haven't gotten there yet. How is it inclusive if, the, if, if all we see is the angry I hate man crowd? And if it is inclusive, then can we see some inclusiveness? Let me give you two other quick examples. If, if it's all about ladies and equality, then I would assume that, you know, having all these government subsidies that feminists would be against. But that doesn't seem to be the concern. If we did have equality, then like I described with what's actually in the field, where a man has to hold down her job while she's gone, and as the lady just unfortunately said, well, he don't AIE deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that doesn't come off as, hey, you know what, feminism is a great thing. It's not just we women want to control men. But I will step back and let you guys have the conversation. But I, I, I was hoping to get better information, but it, it just to generally come off as we want to screw males over and we don't really want to be inclusive or have equality. And my last point is, economically, ladies have more jobs than males. But males traditionally can't get into some of the scenarios that women get into, whether they're credentials, whether they're degree, it doesn't matter. So I just think if we was really about equality, feminism would be concerned about like like the men were concerned about you guys back in the 1700s. Thank you for letting me speak, though. I'll go and listen. Um, okay. Well, if I if I gotta answer the question directly and, uh, uh, that you asked earlier, it almost sound, it almost honestly kind of sounds like uh, the question is coming from a position of we are we, we as men are scared that women are going to treat us that we, treat us how we've treated them for all throughout of humankind. That's kind of how the question kind of comes off. That that is, that that, no, that, not that at fear all. <laughs> that this fear. That this fear that that people have of why they're turned so turned off to to feminism is essentially that they believe that that women just want to get the power and then just want to completely oppress men. And well, while not, there may be rad femmes in existence who may have that, for the most part, those people would probably be in the in the minority because there are far too many there are far too many people. Uh, from from some of the, the the top feminist scholars to even people who just tweet things or, or write for like Jezebel, for example, who 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 absolutely would not advocate for that and would not advocate for for any type of you know male uh, male oppressive uh, system uh, to be put in place. You know, if women were to ever get get to this point where they were equal or even in power by some chance. Well, I, I just say that I partially agree because I did state it. I did state that a lot of guys have a fear of that. 
I don't have much of concern for me personally. It's just I work in a female-dominated industry, and I see how ridiculously unfair they are to males coming in and how they treat males as an industry whole. And if, if feminists do not speak against those type of behaviors, then what that's going to cause is a division. It's already happened in the military where men are refusing to go to the front line, which is why Obama is asking now ladies to go. I just feel like in this conversation, if, if ladies want things to be fair or if the panel wants things to be fair, you have to look at all aspects, not just the ladies. But I'd rather listen than talk, so let me be quiet. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, Noah or Kia, either one of you want to respond? No. It's really um, I thought I've already really responded to, enough. Really I hard to respond because it's it's really difficult to respond because this is just like more of the same stuff that we deal with on a daily basis. It's just like these these kinds of people like the caller, like they really never hear exactly what we're saying. It's like we we saying words and they hearing just something like completely opposite. Like no one wants to destroy men. No one wants to do that. But that I guess that's just what you know. Some of them hear. I I, I don't even understand how to respond to to this type of stuff. It's just more the same. Last one. Okay. Uh, uh, did he? I did a call drop. I'm not. Doesn't even um, matter at this point. No, the call not drop. He must be still. He must be uh, uh, still muted. Um, yeah, I was just. I was just muting myself. I, but uh, I thank you, ladies. I I thought it would be a conversation, but if it's just listen to only what we're hearing or what we're saying, which is how it sounds, then you know I, I get that too. You know so. Like I said, it doesn't affect me personally. I just see, I just see more and more males getting away from defending you guys' situation because it's not an all-inclusive conversation. But like I said, uh, go ahead, please speak, because I'm just interested in hearing what you guys say. So um, I, I, I'm done. I'm, I, I got the information I need. Appreciate you guys. Okay. Well then, uh, wow. thanks for calling in. I'm just gonna mute you right now, and if you want to chime back in uh, on any of in, you know, anything else that we uh, discuss later tonight, then uh, by all means, then by all means, uh, just hit one, and uh, I'll be I'll be able to to bring you back, uh, bring you back on. So. Um, guess we'll just kind of, I guess we'll just kind of uh, continue on here. How do you guys feel when, whenever, I guess, you kind of engage? Like how, how I want to say how frustrating, but how productive do you think the conversations could can be when you are, you know, engaging, I guess, someone who is, is attempting to understand, even if they just kind of seems like they don't? At times. Well, for, in my experience, it feels like I'm talking to a wall. I mean, some people say that they want to understand, but it just seems like they come into it without 
you know, that intention. They come into it and they want to, to fight more. I, I really don't want to fight. I want to be heard, and I, don't, I just don't think he hears what we were saying. I think he has his ideas about what feminism is to him, and he's stuck in that type of thinking. I mean, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what he meant by women get more jobs than men. I, I, I'm just not understanding. I, I don't understand why we don't deserve equal pay. It's just like some of the stuff that they say is just hard to, you know, really waste your time talking about because it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, go ahead. <laughs> I just really feel like, like a lot of men, not all men, but a lot of men like him, really he came into the conversation like what he had to say was more important from the get-go. And he kept saying, I want to have an intellectual conversation, and I thought this was going to be a conversation. But you didn't want a conversation. You just wanted to say what you want to say, and you want us to respond how you want us to respond with, oh, well, I think they should have done this or they should have done that. And we aren't, first of all, we aren't even all the way into the show. Like, all we're talking about is the definition of feminism. And you called in right at the beginning, like we're in the middle of the show or something. So we really haven't gotten to explain a whole lot or say anything anyway. But the fact of the matter is is that all the stuff about women getting more jobs and yada, 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 like, Women get more. Women earn more degrees now, but they still. We still earn less money. We still don't represent work. a majority. Right. We still don't represent a majority in companies as far as like CEOs and running companies. Like we don't run companies. White men run companies. And I'm just like to this point where like y'all make me just want to like go off the grid and just like. <laughs> buy an island and live alone, like start uh, a city and just like keep y'all out of my city, like y'all do us. Like they, that's the that's they, like like white folks do us. I mean, that's the point that I'm at with people. Like uh, because like I feel like no matter how with those kind of people, no matter how much you explain, there if there's always going to be this fear that oh my god, the women are trying to take over. And it's not that just because I ask for equality, and people think that equality means that you have to do the exact same thing. Like, and for me, okay, take it like this. If you have, say I have two kids. One of them is seven, and one of them is 14. Now, I have to treat them both equally, but one of them is obviously capable of a higher level of thinking than the other. One of them I can trust to walk to the gas station and buy me something, and the other one, obviously, I would have to hold his hand and walk him down the street myself. They both get clothes that they need. They both get the food that they need. But one of them eats a little more than the other one because he's bigger. They both get to play sports, but one of them gets back a little later and do different things with his friends because he's a little older. Does that mean that I don't treat my 7-year-old equally because the 14-year-old gets to stay up a little bit later for his bedtime or gets to stay out with his friends a little bit? No, because I'm doing what's best for each of them. Because they both need different things. So to look at it as putting that in perspective, women and men need different things. As far as when it comes to child care and taking off work and doing those things, just because it's not the exact same for both of them doesn't mean that it's not equal. 
equality doesn't mean it's exactly the same. And I've, I'm getting into this conversation with my sister all the time because she's mixed, and she thinks that race doesn't exist, or she says things like, well, I'm not going to let race and racism hold me back. As if I'm letting racism poison my life because I'm aware that other people are racist. Just because my mind is elevated or because I think differently doesn't mean that I can make other people think differently. People are still going to be racist whether I think differently or not. That doesn't mean I'm letting it hold me back. So in this in this in this in this context, women have babies. Women usually take off work more to have babies. So what did he do? Find a bill or whatever the case may be to give more time, paid time, for women to be able to have time with kids after they give birth or to have time to take when they take off for sick kids because women are more likely to do that and to lose pay for doing it. So what if a man has to work her job when she's not there? So what? Or another woman has to work her job or whatever the case may be. What are you scared of? How is that not fair? If you want fairness, then say to the job, well, I'm a dad, if you're a dad, and I would like to have the same kind of leave. And I'm sure that that would be accommodated. And I'm sure your voice would be heard way before a woman's voice was heard because it took all this time for it to even happen. Right. Actually, I have a comment. Right? I have a comment uh, right here uh, that was taken from the FMLA um, actually website as far as parental leave. Men, it says, men and women may use FMLA leave as parental leave following the birth or adoption of a child, which can be taken at any time during the first year after the child is born or adopted. The Family and Medical Leave Act requires employers to provide at least 12 weeks of unpaid leave for expecting mothers and fathers, which is, and that's pulled directly from um, the, the site. And I have another comment. Uh, right underneath it that says, a few progressive companies offer new dads paid time off ranging from a few days to a few weeks. And in 2004, California became the first state to offer paid family leave, which means if you work in that state, you can take up to six weeks, you can take up to six weeks at partial pay to care for your new child. Uh, Washington and and New Jersey have also passed paid family leave laws, and other states have considered similar bills. In the meantime, though, most fathers take vacation time or sick days when their children are born, and, grow- and a growing number of new dads are taking unpaid family leave from their jobs to spend more time with their newborns. Generally, employers are not required to offer paid leave to either parent after childbirth. However, if they do offer it, then they have to offer this, the leave to both parents, to new fathers as well as mothers, or risk a lawsuit for sex discrimination. So basically... You know, if there's paid leave, then obviously it can be taken for both, not not solely just maternal. <laughs> did I just drop? Did I just drop the mic? My bad. <laughs> Sorry. I just, to, I just had to sit there to take take that in. Yeah, so, so I mean, if anything, that, if anything that should kill that, that should kill that noise about fathers not getting parental leave and blah 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 blah, because you know it's not true. That's 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 the that's the big thing right there. It's it's not true. Hopefully, we can get paid for. Now, when y'all get paid, now we will. We, while that is a milestone. We we need to get to a point where y'all are both getting equal pay if y'all are doing the same work and taking leave. 
I think men don't really acknowledge that. I think men don't really acknowledge the whole paternity leave thing is because guys don't want to take paternity leave. Like she said, like statistically women are the ones taking off work and we're already not getting paid at the same amount, you know, that guys are. It's like it's exactly what she said to the guy in response to his question. He just didn't hear her. Yeah, I also I also think I I think I think you know this I also think a lot of people just probably just aren't educated or just aren't informed I should say not educated but aren't informed in that that they you know that you have parental that you have a paternal leave if you choose to you know to take it I think you know lots Man. of folks probably just don't because they don't want it or they just they they don't know that they they have that option. Or because they have a woman at home who they know will take it, and men tend to follow the money first. Because I know between me and Everett, he followed the money. And I stopped working when I had my son. I was willing to do that, and he was not. And we are are both all all about equal rights. But the fact of the matter is that he felt like, well, he made more money. His job was more important at the time. And I was the one having the baby. And so I took off work, and I breastfed my son, and I stayed at home with him. And even if I hadn't breastfed him and we bottle-fed him, he said to me, I hate being at home. I don't want to be at home. I want to be working. And a lot of men feel that way. <laughs> a lot of men. A lot of men are made to believe that they're not men if they don't go out and work, which is also exactly. something that we're fighting. Right. Know. Exactly. That was something else we had to work on as far as, like, you know, when he first started not was not working, he was depressed because he felt like I should be working, I should be contributing. And he felt like him being at home with his son, he wasn't contributing anything. And I told him that was BS. Like you're at home with your son. And right. So in turn, but a lot of men don't feel say, that way because that's what people tell them. Yeah, it's with it's what's ingrained in us. I mean, I can like I can I can say as someone who who has been who had been unemployed for for the longest time that even like when it came to dating, for example, oftentimes I I didn't want to date because I, I felt like I'm not bringing anything to the table. I don't really have shit to offer, you know what I mean. So I, right. I can definitely, so I retro- can definitely speak to that. So, like in retrospect, like the women that stay home and raise kids, are we to say we're not bringing anything to the table because we're staying at home with the kids and we're not bringing in an income? Is that is that how it's looked at? Generally, uh, unfortunately, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think. So. Uh, let me let me rephrase. Um, no, that is how we're looked at. It was a rhetorical yeah, question. Okay. That is exactly I, I, was, I was trying to make sure it. I was saying it the right way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some people really feel that way. Like, hello? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought the car dropped. It got real quiet. No, 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 no. I was like, oh. Uh, but you're, no, you're right. Really and I think especially as far as... Uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... <laughs> I, I that that's I mean that 
that's definitely something that 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 has to change. This uh, this idea that that people who are you know parents like aren't you know holding up their end of the stick, for example. You know, you're not bringing it to, to yeah. the table. That's something that that definitely that definitely yeah. needs to change. Like I feel like, especially these days, there's a there's a degree of shaming that goes on for people who, especially black women. I said people. I said should have said women. Uh, for women, especially black women, who you know just choose to be mothers, and and whatnot. Right. You know what I mean? I think I think that and that's something that needs to change. And actually, both yeah. of you are mothers, so I feel like you both would have would definitely have, have something to contribute to that. Yeah. Well, when I took off, everybody, I got the whole thing in the black community. It was. It's so funny because in the black community, like not as a whole, I'm not going to say as a whole, but in my black community here, in my family, it was looked at as it's a privilege that I get to stay at home with my son. And then I would tell my white friends that I was at home with him, you know, or white or white females would be like, oh, you're at home with him. It was different because, like, a, lot, a few, like, there's a large constituency of white women who feel like, being at home is like the worst thing you could ever possibly do because we fought to go to college and to do all these things and have jobs and like and like women some women in general will make you feel guilty for being at home because like you're wasting your life you're wasting your degree you be at home with your kid and I can I can feel I feel that a little bit as far as like you know if I have a master's degree I'm probably not gonna if I personally have a master's degree I'm probably not gonna sit at home all the time with my kid for their whole life, but, I mean, for the first few years, you know, whatever. But, like, it was funny because, like, I actually stopped working with my son out of necessity because I couldn't afford daycare. So a lot of people said it was, you know, it's a luxury for me to be at home and that my man could provide that for me. (laughs) (laughs) And for us, it was actually that we couldn't afford daycare, so it was either... I keep working at my crappy hotel job for $800 a month and put that $800 a month toward daycare or I quit my job and spend time at home with my baby and I chose the latter. So, but I think with parenting and that kind of stuff and staying at home, a lot of the time with men it's looked upon as like, you're not a man if you're staying at home with your son or you take care of your kids. And this is why I feel like feminism is all-inclusive and why the whole thing about, you know, that guy and, and you know, what are women going to do when they take over, like, get out of here. Get the fuck out of here with that. Because, like, I feel like feminism is good not just for women, but for men because to have my man feeling like he's not a man because he's not working, but he's at home taking care of his son, taking him potty, brushing his teeth, getting him together, getting the house together, everything like that, because I'm working and I'm going to school, and he's holding down the fort. The way the attitude is toward men who stay at home, that's how you can tell that, that how they look at women who stay at home. Like, that's not a valued job. It's thankless work, thankless. Because a lot of men are used to being at work, getting awards or getting promotions and shit like that. You don't get that when you have a kid. You you don't get those everyday rewards. Like so I think that feminism is all inclusive because it'll help improve attitudes toward men who choose to take on non traditional roles as well as women in society. 
And Akia, before I let you go, we got one of our other favorite people joining the line. Vita! What's up, everybody? Wait, wait, wait. Akia's leaving as I'm coming in? No, she's not. I, I was not aware. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I, I, I hope I didn't say that. Did I say that? Yeah, you said that. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Scare me for a second. I think I Leave no, me. no, 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 nobody's leaving. At least not till like 10, not till the show's over. Vita, Vita, Vita. Oh, I wanted to jump into what you guys were talking about, I'm, but I kind of missed some of the question and even the context of it. So I know your listeners probably don't want to hear you go over it again, but just for me briefly, if you could just give me some, because it sounded like a really good conversation. Um, I'm not... I'm trying to remember where we stemmed from. Um, well, we had a call. We had a call on earlier, and uh, we we started off kind of responding uh, to his question about whether or not feminism was actually an all was actually all inclusive. And then from there, we kind of um, we kind of we, we discussed that, and we got on the the subject of, of um, motherhood, I, I believe. Right? Am I, uh, Maternity yeah, that's exactly. Uh-huh. We were talking about um, maternity and paternity leave because uh, that was one of the things that the caller um, brought up. And from there, we got onto the the subject of motherhood. And I just I kind of read off some uh, some uh, statistics from the actual FMLA site about the fact that you know uh, you know fathers do get paternity leave, and that there are several states such as California, which um, which actually uh, offered, you know, California was the first state to offer paid family leave uh, back in 2004. And um, since uh, I know Noah as well as Kia are both mothers, I was kind of having them respond uh, to uh, the information about uh, maternity and paternity leave and whatnot. Well, um, who was the part where you guys said to the whether or not feminism is all inclusive? And
how dare you have an abortion? You're killing your baby. The most dangerous place for a black baby is boom, you know? But then if she has a baby and can't afford the baby, you're looking at her crazy. <laughs> or she or she is married and has a husband, we're saying, you know, you should be at home with your kids. Why are you working? And if she is working, I mean, and if she's not working, we say, you know, why are you not working? Why aren't you pulling your weight? You know, it's just like no matter what position you're in, you're always getting these negative attacks about it as a woman just because you choose to have your live your life a certain way. But I think feminism says women have choices, and it's okay to have those choices. You're not have to strap down to these ideas that, you know, having a baby is bad, having a baby is good, having a baby is bad in this context, choosing not to have have your, have a baby makes you wrong or makes you good. Like, what, we need to get out of that. So I think in, the, in that way feminism is inclusive. Amen. Excellent. <laughs> Getting hot in here. I'm going to ask the next question. Uh, wait, did, I don't know if Kia, did, did Kia respond to oh, wait. the... I'm sorry. I forgot. I got excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Jeez, she said she's all there and stuff. Sheesh. Vita, I wish you had been here earlier. What happened earlier? Yeah, you probably would have got way ma- you probably would have got way madder than me. Oh, yeah. tell me have that caller. I need what the caller say. I, I I need to know. He's basically he's basically like, okay, so when you women get your equal rights, are you going to uh, are you going to pull back or get on your fellow women when they get you out of hand with their power and whatnot? That's basically the gist of what he was saying, and it was like, yeah, really? it was kind of, it kind of, yeah, question. it kind of came from this from this view of, hey, when you guys get power, are you gonna treat us men like we've been treating you for the last, you know, all of mankind? That yeah, was kind of how it was framed as. Y'all shouldn't have. Maybe my shouldn't have been on here because I'm like, yep going to treat you real fucked up. How about that? No, you said no. You trying to fuck when you're 50? Oh, hell no. Nah. That's that's what I'm going to say. Nah. All the research studies on your body and reproductive health, canceled. <laughs> I'm just sorry. You know, <laughs> you know, you know what? You have to fight for your right to vote. We had to do it. I know it was a long time ago. How about y'all start to do that? I'm just saying. How about you walk down the street and we cat call you all day? Sound like a plan. don't <laughs> want that. But, but what's interesting about that question, though, that which is what makes it kind of funny, is that they that he's already acknowledging that women are oppressed. He's saying women are oppressed. So if you guys fight to no longer be oppressed, do we have anything to worry about? Yes. Yes, you do. I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm not saying I actually believe that. But I'm just saying, you know, if you're telling me that you under, that you know the world press, why would you even ask a stupid-ass question like that? Like, why? Your whole thing is, I mean, you just admitted we're, that women are an oppressed class in this society, but that we are having issues here. Is that okay? Bavita. I mean, no, it's, yeah. Bavita, the worst thing was is that he kept claiming that, he kept saying the word intellectual, like, over and over again, like he was trying to have an intellectual conversation, and we weren't having a conversation with him. And when Akia answered him, he said that she didn't answer his question, which she totally did. And it was just a mess, a hot mess. 
You know what? I should. I, I really wish I had. He should have called in later. You know I had something stupid. That's why he did that. It had to be. I mean, I'm trying to think. You had to be. I would have really wanted intellectual conversation. You have to ask intellectual questions to get an intellectual answer, dumbass. Jesus. You're rude. You're rude. You gotta love how you Candace wanna... sounds when she comes on here. Like we're we're all here. We're we're all, we're we're all here having the conversation. Like we sitting around having tea and shit. And Vita just comes on, putting her putting her way up on the table. Who like yeah, tea? I'm here. <laughs> and I got tea. You know you want to say bros. Why are we sitting around drinking tea? <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point. <laughs> Ain't no. I might. It might be some vodka. I will support some vodka. Oh, no, I don't do, I don't, I don't do white, all brown. Oh, shit, brown. All brown. Okay. I'm with the Jack Daniels. Oh, Jack. I know what I'm buying for the conference now. <laughs> when is the conference? Oh, yeah. Uh, the conference is uh, October 11th and 12th. Okay. 11th and 12th from 9 o'clock, from 9 o'clock on Today to five o'clock on Sunday. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, oh, we got times. Damn. Oh wait, oh, where's my copy? <laughs> it's online. It was just on Facebook, and I saw it pop up, and I was like, let me share this with myself before I forget about it. Why is it I feel like I'm behind on the times. We got to find Maybe. somebody to watch our son because of the whole incident. We went on vacation with my mother, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Another what, what, what do you got for us, though? I want to, what are some more of these questions? I can't wait to talk about more stuff. I, I love Well, I you, love you know, Vita, you said something kind of interesting that, oh, I'm a, I'm a fan over. You said something kind of interesting that I think we should kind of get into. But let's discuss this, this you know, this idea of black feminism versus white or mainstream feminism. You know, you said you identified as that. Why so? Let me tell you something. The one thing, and I'm not going to say I don't have any, have anything in common with white women. There are obviously things that I have in common with most women, regardless. Um, but there's, a, there's another layer to feminism, at least to my feminism, that theirs doesn't encompass, and that's being black. And they can't. I mean, there's a certain level of white privilege that they have. So being a woman, yes, is an oppressed class. But what it's, there's a difference between being a white woman in this country and being a woman of color in this country. Our experiences, our history, it has been very, very different. While some, we, and the things we fight for aren't necessarily the same. While these white women were fighting to go get a job, like, I want to fight. We're in World War II. We want to go get jobs. We work out. Black women have been working outside the home in some of these white women's homes. So, you know, that wasn't our fight. I, I, I know my grandmother would have loved to be able to stay at home with her kids. She would have loved that option. She didn't have that option. So what I'm saying is that, you know, we're, we're, we, we don't have necessarily the same exact fight. We, 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 what we do have, but also we have another layer of oppression that we have to deal with being black. I mean, our reproductive services are not the same as when you're white. When people treat, for example, if me and a white woman get into it on the street, it's automatically assumed that I'm the aggressor, automatically. So because that perception of me as a black woman still exists, because I'm still black and I'm still associated with aggression. Um, so I, and also having worked with some of the uh, mainstream feminist organizations here in Los Angeles, I found that they're still 
dealing with their own level of racism, and they don't even realize it. Granted, you get all, most people in these groups are very liberal. They think they're not racist. And, and, and to some level, I wouldn't even say that they're racist as much as I would say they're oblivious, which is, you know, not that they're being racist, but that they are in, indirectly um, uh, supporting a racist system. So, for example, uh, there's a feminist organization out here. They would have these dinners. And you basically like a networking dinner. And it was a great way to place to network with other feminists and learn about what projects were coming out. Maybe you can, you know, link up and work on some things together, which was great. But then I noticed that all these dinners, which would be at restaurants, they were reserved tables at restaurants or whatever, were always in white neighborhoods. So one time I sent an email asking for suggestions for places. I sent them a whole list of places in, in South Central L.A. in Inglewood. Um, basically areas where there were black people and Latino people. The close they wouldn't go south of the ten freeway. If you're in LA you want to go on south south of the ten freeway is basically what people consider the hood. So um they wouldn't they would go near the ten freeway, but they wouldn't pick any restaurants south of the ten freeway. But yet these were all the liberal people. And or you go to these panel discussions and there's this white privilege all through the conversation. One white guy is on the panel and he's talking about how he was so upset because his, uh, he had a white wife, him and his wife, they're both white, they had adopted these black kids. And their nanny, listen to what I, he's a rich guy, their nanny gave their black daughter a white Barbie, Barbie doll. And he was just, oh, oh, it was like handing her a loaded gun. Oh, I was just so, I couldn't believe she gave my black daughter a white Barbie doll. And I was thinking about her mama's white. How you you're that concerned? But her mom was white. The first person most girls look up to, as far as looks, as far as personality, is their mother. You're worried about this damn doll. <laughs> so it just kind of it like all the time. So that's why I have to separate myself. When I said, you start to see it in action, on top of the fact that a lot of our fights are not the same. I live in South Central LA. I'm from the hood. My life is a lot different than some white woman who's sitting in her, you know, Redondo Beach, uh, beach house. You know, our lives are very, not that she can't be feminist, but our lives are very different. I agree, 100%. I agree, I agree. I was, hey, Kia, why don't you jump in? I was talking with my friend Andrew the other day, and he pointed out something that is kind of based off the tail end of what Leah was saying. The median wealth of a single white woman is $42,600. Now, versus... A single black woman is an astounding five dollars. So I, I have to separate my feminism and her feminism because even though she makes sixty-one percent of you know her single white male counterparts, our medium wealth as a whole population of black women is five dollars. Married white women, her medium her medium wealth is one hundred and sixty-seven thousand five hundred dollars. As compared to a a married black woman, thirty one thousand five hundred dollars married or cohabitating. Forty six percent of single black women head households with a zero or negative net worth. Only twenty three percent of single women live in households where there's no money. So I have to separate my feminism because it is it's it's where it's it's beyond comparable at this point. And also, let's include the fact that not even just separate from white women, black women's issues separate from black men. I mean, our issues are just, they're very much on their own. 
Black women work eight after the study there was a study it was posted in I think it was fake progress dot org. And um on study it says that black women work more. We work the most hours, we work the most jobs, most of a lot of us have degrees, a lot of us are starting businesses. In fact we have we started more businesses than any other group. Yet we're still the poorest in this country. The poorest group in this country is black women. Even poorer than black men. Even though we have more degrees than black men, we're still poorer than black men. Even though we have more jobs than black men, we're still poor. Because they still get paid higher. Most of them are in prison, and they still make more money than us. Yeah. And that's not a place for black men, because black men really ain't got, they're not doing that much better. <laughs> it's not, not yeah. really that much better. It's not, it's not <laughs> that at all. But what I'm saying is that, you know, we're overrepresented in, in, the, in the job market, but we don't have, but yet we're, we're all working low-wage jobs, extremely low-wage jobs. Mm-hmm. With kids. <laughs> and Noah? I need, I, need you, I need you to stage an intervention with my sister. And say this, this, say some of this stuff because, like, I say this stuff to her all the time. I was just on with that clicking that you heard when mm-hmm. I was typing because I was typing on her Facebook page because she said that people need to stop whining about the minimum wage and go Wait, get degrees. Stop whining about what? About minimum wage. Go get degrees. That doesn't make sense. That's the problem with her statement is that one has nothing to do with the other. There are people who have degrees and have no job. <laughs> you know, like, yep. that isn't, but what are you talking about? I have a degree. Like, First basically, all, she feels like anytime anybody mentions race or gender or something holding holding them back or that people are racist or sexist or whatever, she's like, rip that race stuff. Because if you can work, if you anybody can work hard and make it. Now, let me full disclosure. My sister is half Mexican, and she is the lightest, brightest, I mean, super light. Hey, your phone's breaking up a little bit. I mean, Mexicans are poor where I'm at, so I don't, her being half Mexican don't really help her case. (laughs) So, she, but she, the thing on her that, unlike my other sister, she was virtually ambiguous, which I tried to tell her, and she's like, just not understanding. She doesn't want to believe that any of these things this is the other problem people have, and this is another pet peeve. And it's not even just with being white-skinned or multiracial or anything like that. There's a certain level of privilege that you yourself have to acknowledge that you have. I grew up poor. Right. I live in the hood. I've always lived in the hood. But I do have my degree. That degree came from a position of privilege because I come from an educated family. I can recognize my own privilege. I realize I can't expect the same thing from a lot of people I grew up with they don't even know what a, they don't even know. So their parents didn't even know what a high school diploma looked like. So I, that it would be really unfair of me to tell my friends. I don't know why you didn't make it. I made it. I made it out the hood. I worked hard. I did this. I got a good job. I got a car. How come you don't? I could do that, exactly. but that would be that would be yeah. uh, completely falsely misrepresenting my opportunity. I had way more options than a lot of the people that I grew up with. And you have to acknowledge. You know, I mean, if you have, you have to acknowledge that there is a level of light-skinned privilege that exists in our communities. It exists. Now, that is not that doesn't mean that you have all the privileges of being white. You surely do not, or anything close to it. You know what I mean? Nope. But exactly. there are some advantages that you're going to have over someone else. Light-skinned women are getting killed. What was that study? I didn't remember that study that came out a few years ago. They found that the lighter skin the woman, the least uh, likely. I'm sorry, the less time she was 
more likely to get in jail. So if you're, the, if you're a dark-skinned black woman, you usually got more time in jail. You got a longer prison sentence than if you were a light-skinned woman. Definitely. For the same crime? Yeah, same crime. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you're seen as being more aggressive or animal-like or whatever. It's right. always going to be seen as the darker you are, the more aggressive and animal-like you are, the more right. likely it is that you instigated what happened right. to you. It's, I mean, it's subconscious. It's playing in people's minds because of how everything has been portrayed when it comes to dark-skinned people. We're always, yeah. especially with black women, we're always like this aggressive, loud, boisterous, obnoxious, tell people what they, you know, tell people about themselves, rolling our neck all day, go sit down. We don't want to hear, you know, that's how we're uh, portrayed a lot. So people's perceptions exactly. are always going to match that, what they've already thought about us. Oh, this black woman must have been the reason why this problem occurred. Obviously, this woman is a criminal. Obviously, she's an aggressive criminal. She's a problem. We got to make sure to lock her up longer. She's they don't know that's why they're doing it. They're not going to constantly sit there and say, "Hmm, she's dark skin. Let me put her in prison long." They don't realize that's what they're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Kia, did you want to jump in? Well, um, I struggle with this because I am a dark-skinned woman, and I've been struggling with it, like, forever. So, like, basically what I can say is that we are at the bottom, basically the bottom of the totem pole. Like, anti-feminists would, like, love to put us all in the same box because of their own binary thinking patterns. So I think that the issue is just it's, it's way too complex to be to not be distinguished. It's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's uh I'm gonna jump to I'm gonna jump into something else. And actually I think this is this will definitely be a, a, a big one. I I, th- I know Kia will definitely have a lot to say about this one. But um how important are the spaces created in these social media campaigns and these hashtag activism campaigns such as, you know, uh, not all men and equality is for white women? I think that's what it's called. Um, it but how, how important are the spaces for that, that are created from those types of campaigns? How, I'm sorry, and how important do you think those spaces are? Um, I don't know if someone wants to answer that. I have an answer, but I don't know if people want to answer first. Uh, whoever wants to answer. Go ahead. Well, um, actually, Go ahead. I was actually a part of the Solidarity is for White Women campaign. There it is, um, Solidarity. A, yeah, when I saw that, hashtag, I thought it was the funniest hashtag I had ever seen. So <laughs> I jumped on that. I actually got quoted on a few websites because um, I was going in. <laughs> I was really going in. But, um... And even um, there's one that actually struck me the most was black power is for black men. And the reason why that struck me, it wasn't because I necessarily agreed that we should have a hashtag like that. I really, I don't know, I felt weird about it. But at the same time, that weirdness about it helped me to realize that I often, and, and a lot of this comes from growing up in a very pro-black masculine household. My parents, or both my parents, I would say are pretty pro-black, militant, militant-ish um, my father especially, my father was also highly sexist and didn't realize it. And I didn't realize it, really, until I got older. But um, he, it was often drilled in me that black men have it worse than black women. It was often drilled in me. 
then often I, when I was looking through that hashtag, though, people were making some really strong points. Even black men were actually making some really strong points that hit me pretty hard. One of the points that were made that really hit me hard was the fact that a lot of, they pointed out that, you know, black women don't, we don't say anything about how black men have done things to us. We are afraid to say something because we don't want to seem like we're being divisive. And that's often right. how it's looked at. Keep in mind, most sexual abuse happens by the people that are, like, most violence, any type of violence, it happens within your own community. So, you know, it's like, some people say black on black crime, it's, it's a BS term. Because, you know, crime happens where whoever's close to you. But the thing is, uh, domestic violence and sexual violence, those things do occur in our community. But we weren't allowed to say anything about what men, how men have been oppressive to us, and it just so happens that the men that are closest to us are black men. And when we could, I've never felt comfortable saying out loud. And, um, and mostly because of that fear of being considered to be divisive. We're still, and oftentimes, you know, a lot of campaigns and things are rooted around black males, right? So you got your Trayvon Martin, you got your uh, Kendrick McDade or Emmett Till or you name them. You know what I mean? A lot of those mm-hmm. movements and campaigns are around black male violence, about violence that occurs to black men, not as much around black women. And if they do come up, it's often silent. The most recent thing, though, is the CHP officer attacking this uh, woman, black woman out here, a, a Calvary High Patrol woman. Uh, oh, the professor? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's a professor, but I just know she was a black woman out here that was attacked on, by the CHP, the California Highway Patrol, which is the state police. But, um, and even, and I'm, I'm curious to see how long that conversation will stay and who will be talking about it and for how long. You know what I mean? Um, and how that conversation will be framed. So even with the Marissa Alexander case, it was still, I saw, still saw, it wasn't a lot of uniting around that outside of black women. Black women were the only ones I saw united around that. Um, not yeah, that story mostly fell to the wayside until, you know, yeah. someone, someone eventually brought it back up. It wasn't treated the same way like, you know, Trayvon Martin, for example. Like that, that one was always in the news every day there was right. something. Marissa exactly. Alexander is just like, oh, well, she, she's going to be gone for 20 years. And then that was just it until something else happened. Right. So the issue facing black women, I mean, even if you look at the Boys and Men of Color campaign, I mean, that, that, that initiative doesn't include women, black women or women of color or girls of color. And as though we don't have any issues. Now, that's not to say that that campaign or initiative shouldn't exist. I think it's a great initiative, and I think it will be very helpful. But I also think it will be great if there was an initiative for girls for girls of color specifically, because we're often lumped into all women, right? We're often, it's like, well, it's either, you're either black or you're a woman. <laughs> and so the hashtag, um, Black Palace of Black Men, really made me think about how I was often catering to the to, to maleness and denying what was occurring, happening to me as a black female. So I was hopeful in that regard. But I think people just get to be a little extra and you do have these social justice people that get on my freaking nerves, that be on Twitter. Somebody kind of say the term Columbus thing is an oppressive term. That's what the fuck you talking about. So people, you know, they're often, some people just go a little far. But for the most part, I think they can be helpful for conversation. All right, Noah, Kia? Somebody? Um, I think my favorite one was the not, the not all men hashtag. Um, not all men um, 
Anytime guys use the not all men argument with me in any type of discussion, I immediately know that I'm not dealing with someone who I need to have an intellectual conversation with. So all the mansplaining. It's like that's the weakest argument in response to modern-day feminism that I I come across on a daily basis. I say men, and then they go, not all men. It's like, okay, bro, of course, it's not all men, you know? It's like instead of saying. That's a given. Yeah. Right. I mean, the funniest on. meme I've seen from that was the one with the uh, the Kool-Aid guy busting through the wall talking about not all men. Funniest meme I've seen. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, instead of saying not all men, why don't you just try not being one of the men that I'm talking about and let's, like, let's do this. Like, let's get past this not me. You know, bro, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to y'all. Get it. Right. Just, like, don't take it personal. Not it's not I something you need really to think to heart. It's not you, <laughs> you know. I don't even think you need to argue with me about if if you're saying not all men, then okay, we're talking about the men that do do it. So let's talk about that. Let's not talk about how right. it's not you because I'm, I'm hearing about how it's not you, you know. No <laughs> way. Really, it's, it's not, not, my... it's not, it's not you. So you stand there and watch it happen. You know exactly. But you're but you're not the guy that's harassing the street, but your friend standing right next to him is not saying anything. It's with a dumb look right. on your face. Like you're Yeah, if you're so embarrassed and you don't like what your friend is saying to me, then why don't you speak up and say, Hey dog, chill. Right. And, I'm not that's, how, 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 and that's cool. Those guys are my like, fans but a lot of times that does not happen. Right. I've always said that's one of the biggest problems that, that we have. Like, even if you're not that person, if you're not out here actively, you know, trying to stop those people, then what are you doing? You're just as bad. You know, you're complicit exactly. through silence because you're not actively trying to trying to stop. If you don't speak up, you know, okay, it's not you, but it's your homeboy. It's your cousin. It's your boy. It's the dude you shoot hoops with. You know what I mean? You know these people. And you should talk to them and get them to it's a like, place where they can understand. Exactly. They're acknowledging that it exists, but they're not doing anything about it. Just saying, oh, exactly. it ain't me, so, you know, I ain't got to worry about it because I'm not doing it. It's like, come on, man, like, for real. Right. And and, and, all, it does, and all it does, is, and, and even in my own response, all it speaks to is the fact that these things are not taken serious, you know, unless someone, another guy says it. You know what I mean? Because, it, honestly, it shouldn't even get to a point. It, it shouldn't even have to get to that point. You know, the fact that women are saying it should be valid enough, but it's not. Oh, no. It never is. You know how many times I've said something, and, um, and especially around, around a group of people or even on Facebook, and I've said something, i made these really strong points, and I, they argue with me, they go against me. But let my boyfriend say the same thing I just said, the exact same thing I just said. And they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, really? I just made this. I just made this argument, pointing out how this is an issue. You know, in fact, it was a discussion about race. And I was pointing out how I was saying you have to understand, like, overall, women are physically weaker than men. We're not in a position to just fight you off, like you know. So your perception that you know, and so in fact, it was in fact somebody used that argument, not all men. So I was saying that, you know, when women go on dates, a lot of times we have, because this has been drilled into us so much that we have to protect ourselves 
You know, we know, okay, this guy can't pick me up at my house. I'll meet him somewhere. I don't know him like that. You know, or, you know, whatever. I'm not going to get in the car with him or whatever. You have to, we think of these rules. That we, that we, whatever rules make you comfortable so that way you can go out with this person. And this guy got all upset. Well, you can't go out thinking uh-huh. every guy's going to rape you. I said, no, I don't think every guy's going to rape me. I don't think every guy's going to attack me at all. But at the same time, I also know I'm, not in, I'm physically not in a position to fight every guy off. And right. I pointed to said this, and he kept trying to say, well, women, you have issues, and you can't walk around with, with, with your guard up all the time. I said, it's, what sucks is that I have to have my guard up all the time. I don't have a choice. The first time I ever got assaulted was on a date, and, I, and that was one of the scariest moments of my life. And I had to explain that to him, and he still didn't get it. My boyfriend comes into the exact same thing I just said and said, he, and he said, you know, you can't imagine somebody just – you know, being physically stronger than you and sexually attacking you. You can, as a man, that's something you think about. You, most men think they can fight off other men. You're not gonna, you're not walking and thinking, oh, some guy can just grab you and push you up against the right. wall. Like you don't, you know, that doesn't occur to you. That doesn't, that doesn't. The fact that you, that you have to be protective of your body at all times doesn't occur to you because you've never had to live like that. But my boyfriend makes right. me like, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm done. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I muted myself and I started to say. I said I had muted myself. I started to say something to respond to you, but I, I was talking okay. and like I, I was a, like, we have to bring a caller on after you finish. Go ahead, Noah. Oh, they hung I just up. wanted to tell you, okay, like what you like what you were saying about like you know like they can't feel they can't think of somebody who's like physically stronger than them, and I just thought of an incident. That I had that I witnessed last weekend during the Fourth of July when Ever and I went downtown to get tattoos and got stuck on the east side. We were standing at the bus stop, and this this fourteen year old girl, who clearly looked fourteen. I mean, she had breasts. Obviously, she's fourteen, and she had her hair in the braids. You know the style that Solange and and Beyonce that that style that's coming back with those big braids up in the bun and stuff. She had her hair done like that, which is kind of a little older style, but you could tell she was young. She walked past, and she was wearing shorts, and she had really long legs, and she walked past in front of us, and this guy who was probably drunk or whatever, this black guy, he he randomly was talking to us, and he turned and stared at her so nasty and so hard. And her what he didn't know was that her mom was like half a block behind her. They were all just like walking because fireworks and everything. They were walking from the fireworks. And when his when her mom confronted him and said, "Don't stare at my my daughter like that. She's 14. What's wrong with you?" He said he garbled something. They they got into it, and then he said, "Well, if you didn't want me looking at her, you should keep her in the house. You shouldn't let her out the house." Wow, that's really disgusting. And that's you, yeah. And when you said all that stuff. It's not funny, but it was just the, the laughing because of how stupid it was. I just looked at him crazy, like, why should she have to keep her in the house for you to not stick at her? She's 14, and you're a grown-ass and you are capable of containing your and controlling your own desires, but you're blaming it on her. Right. That like the the, the this whole this whole sexualizing of, of underage people is just absolutely disgusting to me. Like. 
I, I just I just don't I just don't understand I just don't understand like how some well I do understand well I, no I don't understand I'm sorry don't understand how someone just doesn't understand like how problematic it is to to, to say something like yeah your daughter's 14 and she has shorts on but it's not my fault that I'm I'm over here you know thinking these impure thoughts like that's not her fault that's your fault you shouldn't you shouldn't be having that if you know that she's 14. Her daughter you shouldn't have. But an adult woman walking past you. I like to think right. that I can be she woman be and I just <laughs> this is you know? her fault that she that she's wearing that she's outside. It's her fault that he can't control himself. That's her right. fault. That doesn't make any sense. That's some victim blaming oh, I hate that. That let me tell you how let me tell you how stupid that sounds. That's like me saying to Vita, like, I'm white and I walk past you, I say something racist, and you say, that's racist, and I'm like, well, you shouldn't be so black then. <laughs> that's, how, that's how stupid that is. You shouldn't how, be outside that's how that being sounds. black. You don't want to hear racist remarks, black. stay at home. <laughs> right. Home. Like, who, who says that? Somebody who doesn't want to be accountable for that. Men who can't control themselves. That's like that song. Like you hear that song? Themselves. You need to play that song, I'm Just a Girl, by No Doubt. That's my jam. <laughs> I should have put that on here, too. I did actually, actually, I only loaded one song on here for tonight's playlist. Because I told my homie I would play it. But uh, definitely, I guess on, if we have a follow-up to this, we'll definitely bring and, that on. I, I just thought I was another caller, and they had to hang up. Yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah, there was another caller from uh, 323, and they did hang up. Yes, it was my friend Eva. So shout out to Eva. Eva's a dope feminist from out here, Afro Latina. She's amazing. Yeah, hey, if she wants to call back, you know, call call back. I I I didn't want to interrupt uh, the conversation to just be like, hey, shut up, we have a caller. So if she, if she oh, wants to call yeah, back, we'd love well, to hear I mean, from her. Well, she has to work on something, but we'll see if she'll call back. Oh, it's deaf. If anyone wants to dial in, remember the number is 310-982-4273, and then press one, and uh, we'll 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 get we'll um, we'll bring you on. Um, okay, I have a que- well, I have one of the questions that that, uh, um, that I jotted down here, and I'm actually really I'm, I really want to hear the responses to to this because this is this is honestly probably one of the most irritating things. And and for, and for me, I've been seeing it a lot more in recent weeks from people that that I actually like and, and thought were oh, pretty sad. smart, intelligent folks. But um, what do you guys? How do you guys w- respond to these people who are just like, no, feminism is not it. It's all about egalitarianism. You know, equalism Ooh. basically. Anyone want to tackle this first? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm always ready for whatever. But I, I, want go, means, I think, Kia, go did first. you say you went first? Yes, that's me. Or, or was that Noah? No, that was me. Akia? Okay. So every time I hear some guy say this, they usually follow it up with like, okay, so since we're all equal, like a man should be able to hit a woman, right? Like that, they go straight for like the negative. 
So I don't have I don't have any time for this. Like there's just a thick level of oppression that women are have been crushed under for thousands of years. So I think that women's issues need to be specifically addressed, and I just don't think it should be. Oh, let's just be equal. I mean, I equate that to like integration. You know, because integration was really not the best thing for black people. We needed to get our own stuff together first before we wanted to be included in the white man's world. So this is just more the same. Like, I need my specific issues addressed before, you know, you allow me to have, you know, equality. Like, thanks, bro, but I, I need my stuff worked on specifically. I have no time for it. Exactly. Right, before anyone else responds, I just I just I just remembered another uh, great little buzzword that I hear is humanism. Also, why feminism when you can just be humanist? Why one doesn't cancel the other out, so that doesn't make any sense. A stupid question. Right. This is what they be, this is what they say, though. Why yeah, does like, what? you only care about women and you don't give a shit about men. That's why I'm a humanist, because if you're a fucked up person, then you're a fucked up person. The problem is this, with that egalitarian, the problem with the egalitarian bullshit, though, is that the whole point is to deny that there are, that there are issues that specifically affect women. That's what that right. whole thing's about. It's, so, it's, so, it's not, so it's not that feminists don't believe in equality, but it's about addressing what what is equality. What would make what would make things equal? Let me so one of the best examples I've ever gotten was from a sociology professor I had um back in college. And he was talking about um what's equal. What is what is something what does equality really mean? And he pointed out he says you go to in almost any public place you go to, they say he usually movies as an example. He said a lot of public places you go to, especially the movies, you look at the bathroom. Male bathrooms, if you look at the male bathroom, um, there's usually no line outside of the restroom. With women, a lot of times there's a line going outside of the restroom. Now, equality says, I mean, uh, being equal says um, both men and women should have the same number of stalls in the restroom. That way they're equal. But the difference is this. Men have an option in how they go to the bathroom. They don't have to completely disrobe to go to the bathroom. They don't have to find a stall to go to the bathroom. Whereas women have to unbuckle their pants or if they have on the dress, they have, you know, stockings take a little bit longer for us. Um, we have to sit down. Um, so we don't have as many options as men do to go to the bathroom. So, of course, it's going to be a longer line. So, if you, but if you want things to be, uh, when you talk about equality, it's about saying, okay, because women take longer, because they have more to do, we'll have more stalls in the female restroom. That way, it'll decrease the people who have to wait for restrooms. Now, we could have been equal and said both men and women have the same number, but if we want equality, we have to, we want to make sure that women have the, you know, aren't standing outside trying to hold in their pee because there aren't enough stalls. And that's pretty much what feminism is saying. It's saying, we're not saying that we don't want men to have things. We're not saying we want to take things, we want to take away things from men, but it's saying we have certain needs, and those needs are not the same as, aren't the same needs that men have. Men don't need as much research on the reproductive organs as women do. That's just what it is. That's what feminism says. It doesn't say 
um, men and women should have the same number of same amount of money allocated for the same things. We don't have the same body parts. We don't have the same needs. So that's what I, that's that's why I have a problem with L egalitarian BS because you're not acknowledging that there are specific needs to women. Well said. Awesome. Noah, you, you wanna jump in? <laughs> I got lost listening to Rita. <laughs> so good to hear somebody intelligent speaking. It's just it's amazing. Like the words and just like it's awesome. Hey, um, did you just throw some really shade did. as they call her? Did you just throw some shade did as they Nicki call Minaj her? Did Nicki Minaj throw shade? Did Nicki Minaj throw shade at Icky Zelia? I didn't say nobody's name. Who's <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Um, did somebody say who? <laughs> I can't hear it. I'm sorry. Yeah, we we don't need to go down. Yeah. We don't need to go down that. <laughs> we we I'm sure we could take up the last like 28 minutes here just talking about Iggy. I can't talk about Iggy Azalea. What I do know is that, um, side note, I feel bad that she said in an interview, you know, she has to, she had to stop crowd surfing because people would stick their fingers in her underwear when she was going, when she was crowd surfing and would just, like, finger her. And I really feel like that's kind of fucked up. So. Yeah, of course. Wouldn't wish that on anybody, even if it is rappers that I don't particularly care for. Well, you know what that happens when a lot of those, you know, big festivals, women try to crowd surf and shit. They that happens a lot. Yeah. So pretty much. All yeah. That, no, it's so like it happens to anybody. It's messed up. Like. Right. I heard that Iggy, and I was immediately disgusted. Yeah, just because I hate Iggy doesn't mean I want something horrible like that to happen to her. Like that's not cool. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> but um, I'm sad. But yeah, uh, um, I forgot the question. Let's go back. Somebody rewrote me. Yes, egalitarianism. Yeah, egalitarianism. Okay, Basically, so why why not really, egalitarianism instead of uh, you know, feminism specifically? I feel like if egalitarianism was going to pop off, it would have popped off a long time ago. Feminism has a long long history, and it came about for a reason. There is a reason that we have feminism. And people forget, like, the roots of humanism. I mean, we're all la-di-da, atheist community or whatever. There are still racist atheists. Like, there are still sexist atheists. Like, and a lot of, and humanism started out as a white male movement. So we're kind of turning it around and kind of twisting it around and, and putting our own spin on the definition of humanism and what humanism is to us now just the same way that feminism has evolved and changed over time, but that doesn't mean that we don't need feminism anymore. It just means that, you know, things are changing, we're clarifying, but they haven't changed enough for us to just completely, totally disregard feminism and all its history and all the things that it has brought to us and for us and the things that it has changed for us as women, especially now that this this particular wave of feminism has more focus on women of color, people of color, 
lesbian, transgender, bisexual, homosexual people, and um, just has like more intersectionality about it and focusing on on that. And that was brought about because of you know feminists of color, black feminists especially, and then slowly now the movement has become more international, interracial, and there are so many different ethnicities, religions, all kinds of things. So obviously it's something that's needed. Agreed. Okay, before, well, we've gotten word that Vita's going to have to get out of here soon, so I'm going to get on with this question that I know that she's going to have some huge, some, um, she's going to have some strong opinions about, which is how important can feminism be in social justice movements? We kind of alluded to this earlier. Huh? You said how important can they be to social yeah, justice? Yeah, what role can feminism play in, in social justice movements? I mean, it's not really what role can feminism play in social justice movements as much as feminism is a part of social justice. I mean, you can't have social justice without including feminism, without including, you know, um, movements that uh, counter racism, without movements that address income inequality. Like, you don't have social justice without feminism. You don't have social justice without including all the issues that make social injustice <laughs> occur. Like, it's just, you're not going to have it. Um, but I will say that there have been so-called social justice movements that have been sexist or misogynist, just like there have been some that have been homophobic. Um, and I think, you know, we, as far as I'm concerned, you're a pseudo-social justice advocate if, you, if you're not including um, all communities. And the fact that, you know, the oppressed group of people, people that you say you want to help, if you're not including those movements of those people, and you're not really doing your job. You're wasting your time, and you're being a hypocrite. What that mean? What that mean? <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought I was nice with that one. I thought I'd go easy. But I'd be nice on my way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you, are you about to dip right now? Hmm. I said you about to dip right now. Yeah, I should because I have a whole family thing happening and I'm not there and it's a lot of drama right now, so. <laughs> This okay, well, no. Okay, well, Vita, let everyone know where they can find you. Where can we find um, you? Right now, um, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook. My name is Vita Star, V-I-D-A-S-T-A-R-R. People like to put a T for some reason. I'm not sure why, but it's Vida as in life in Spanish. Um, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Vita Star, and Twitter, Vita Star. Um, also, I'm on KPFK Los Angeles out here. You can also listen to KPFK.org. I'm on Monday nights at 8, and I usually post the link up in, on my Facebook page. So if you're interested, um, yeah, check out my Facebook page. There we go. All right, cool. Well, Vita, thanks for hanging with us. And obviously we'll have to thank bring you. you back for future shows as well. Thank you for inviting me and, and, and wanting me on. That's why I was like, how good. I thought I missed it last week. I was so upset with myself. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm, I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad you guys thought of me, and I really appreciate it. All right, awesome. Talk to you later, Vita. All right, see bye, you guys. later. Have a good one. <laughs> see you later on Facebook. Bye. <laughs> yeah.
All right, that was Vita Vita Star from On Blast Radio, and, and uh, also which is also here. Uh, not really sure when her last show was, but I'm sure she'll be bringing it back at some point. So anyway, uh, where were we? Um, feminism and social justice movements. Um, you know, I think just just before I, uh, I let you two go, you know, I think you know it, it can it can do a, a great good. You know, when someone made a really great point when they when they brought up, um, I think it was the 50th anniversary of the March on Washington, I think it was. Maybe it was the March on Washington, or it may have been something else. One of the things that um, that they, that someone brought up about, like, the celebration that they had was that all of the speakers were black men. And it disturbed them because it was essentially treated as if, you know, there were no black women you know, on the on the front lines or behind the scenes, who had virtually anything to do, or 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 that did anything worth noting or you know talking about or discussing, and I always thought that point was kind of was kind of interesting, because obviously black men didn't do it alone. You know, obviously without black women, that there's no way that that would have even been possible whether it was, you know, someone who was actually working alongside Dr. King or someone who was at home taking care of the children while their husband was out helping out. You know what I mean? And that always kinda that always kinda rubbed me the wrong way. Like the fact that that that, that you know, this great event, this this pivotal moment of American history for African Americans is male black male centered, as if you know, black women had nothing to do with it. Right. They forget that, um, what is it? What was it? SNCC? S-N-D-S-N-C-C? Wasn't that the um, the organization that was started by, um, uh, why can't I remember? Uh, That's going to bother what me. Is it, you know what that stands for? The Student Nonviolent uh, Coordinating Committee. Um, it was like Ella Baker. It was no, it was a northern organization, and um, Ella Baker was um, was a she mentored a lot of people, and they were um, okay like okay like the SCLC was the most popular, is the one that people usually know, which is the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. And what they basically did was they focused on, like, charismatic leaders, like they elevated charismatic leaders, and what they don't say is that they they elevated men. They prefer, it was a Southern organization. They were Christian. They, and, they, and, the, and that aside, they also, they preferred for men to lead, to be the leaders and for the women to follow behind the men, so even though the women did a lot of the, the organizing and, and legwork for some of these events that they had, they still wanted a male, to, a strong black man to lead because they felt like it would improve the black man's image. And also there's this whole thing with domesticity, the cult of domesticity, which still is going on in some of our communities where they feel like, if black women appear to be behind the men and appear to be demure, it makes them more feminine, and it makes us more approachable, and it makes us more of a woman. 
and acceptable in in broader society because black women are seen as either asexual or aggressive and them stepping behind these black male leaders like Martin Luther King and everything like that was part of their way of saying, you know, we're like, we're just like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, S- the SNCC was a northern organization, and there was a lot of women who were leaders in that organization, and they really did not like the SCLC, like, at all. And a lot of the time they would go in and um, they would be working with the town and then SCLC would come in and and be doing stuff and they would kind of, you know, want to be a part of it because they've been working with it and there would just be, like, conflict. Especially since, like, SCLC believes that women shouldn't be leading, really. So, yeah. Sorry for the history lesson. I just think that's interesting. By all means. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with what both of, what both of them said, and I guess feminism is a social justice movement, just like we just said. I just think that people are so busy fighting against gender equality that we're ignoring that the real issue we're we need to be fighting is income equality because it's hurting like us all, like. Maybe when women begin to be treated fairly, people will start to realize that the the real war we should be fighting is against the rich. I mean, I just don't see why we're even doing this. This is a distraction to me. All right, awesome. Okay, we're we are approaching the fifteen minute mark. And uh, essentially, it's just us uh, left in the line. We don't have any calls. So I guess we can start to wind the show down a little bit. Let me, I need to peep something real quick. Um, scroll this down. It's four and a half minutes. Okay, so we have about, I guess, uh, ten minutes or so uh, because I promised my boy I would play the uh, We'll play this track to end the show, so I guess we can um we can start to wind down so um at this point uh is there anything that uh either of you would like to i guess kind of end with before we you know finish finish off the show any you know important notes that you know maybe we didn't cover tonight um Oh, 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 this last question. Let's 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 do this one. What good could come out of a basic understanding of feminism in communities of color? Okay, you want to tackle that? She's really quiet. Okay, so um a basic understanding of feminism in communities of color. So Basically, like, what I'm struggling with when I talk to people who don't understand feminism is that they come with the the negative connotation that I am out to destroy or emasculate the black man. Black men love this emasculation movement thing. I I really want to understand that. But, like, basically I think that if a guy can just sit down and listen to what I am saying about my struggles, I think he will start to realize that, you know, yeah, a lot of the things we see on TV, a lot of the music we listen to, a lot of stuff in the movies is unnecessary and it's hurting our future generations, especially in communities of color. 
Like, I think guys need to realize that black women, yes, we are on the bottom of the totem pole. Without us, there is no you. So I just, I need, I need guys to understand why I'm saying the things that I'm saying. I need them to not be offended by my black feminism. Like, I need it. It's for my kids who are going to grow up in this world with, you know, their kids who they're going to teach the same garbage to. That's basically, like, that's, that's all I need is for a guy to just listen, not to respond, but to hear what I'm saying and hear my struggles and hear what I'm going through on a daily basis. Hello? Brooks. What just happened? We lost him. We lost him? Oh, crap. I muted myself. Oops. <laughs> My bad. I was like, well, the call just went so silent. <laughs> I was over here talking. The thing, no, the thing was I was actually over here talking, and I was like, wait, I just said something to Kia. How come she didn't, like, she just talked over me. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm. That was my bad. Uh, no, go go ahead. Okay, I'm, am I answering the question Do you want me to respond? Now? Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I think there's there's a lot. I think there's I think there's a lot. I mean, everything. Everything Kia said was was definitely definitely on point, and and, and even if you it, the, and and the reason I worded this question with with communities of color is because I wanted I, I wanted it to be a bit more universal, because obviously it's not just black folks who who could who could benefit from this, you know when when I, I think about you know uh, people over in India for example they've had they've had a, a um, I mean. They've had. I mean, we have a rape culture here, but you know, we we obviously we've been hearing a lot about a, a lot about it. You know, about what's been going on in India. And I actually had a friend of mine who who lived over there uh, for a while, and and I would I would communicate with her. Um, you know, just kind of seeing how how things were going, and you know, some of the stuff that 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 she would say that would happen to her on almost a daily basis was just like really over the top. Everything from random men, you know, copying fields and, and, and not 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 on her in particular, but, you know, on other people and other on women who are just passing by. And and men feeling like they can just talk to and say whatever they want to, to all of these different people to these different women and a lot of the women really don't have you know, they they really can't say anything. And the ones that do aren't really taken with any seriousness, you know what I mean? And like that's that's disgusting. I mean, just 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 a basic understanding could just get you could get people to just see women as humans. Like you are a person. Women are people. Like just that could right. could be completely revolutionary. You know, uh, it won't solve every problem. But it could definitely you could definitely cure a lot of things in various communities if you could just get to a place where people can acknowledge that women are human beings with feelings and thoughts and 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 all of these different things, and it's okay. 
and they're not all the same, and it's it's unrealistic to expect them to all be all to all be all the same. And with, however they are is okay. It's okay for for them to be that way. That's great. Did I drop the mic again? Sorry. Just listening. Okay, appreciate that. Okay, so like I really feel like everything you guys said is so valid. Like capital V L A. Wait, wow, did I just misspell valid? Wow. Uh, Maybe. Anyway. Constant education. Fuck you, Brooks. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I went to private school, but so did I. That's neither here nor there. Woo, woo. Anyway, yeah, y'all, y'all responses were valid, and I really feel like to borrow a favorite word of mine from Latin culture, there's a lot of machismo that goes on in Black and Latino communities, and. I don't know. Those are the two communities I know best. I mean, I don't know how other communities are, but it probably there's a lot of like machismo there too. And I really feel like if people just understood that feminism is simply equality between the sexes and gender equality, because I like to make my feminism all inclusive. That I think that having that basic understanding of the definition of feminism, the actual definition, not the made-up definition, not the fearful man definition, or not the religious definition of feminism, but the actual definition, I think it would go a long way because, like, there's so many things that I hear some of the men that I know say in my family, and and it just disgusts me. And it's just like, you're so smart. You really should know better. Like... Just like the way the way that things are framed, for example, like gossiping is just a woman thing, or fighting cat fighting is just a woman thing, but I've seen more men fight in my family than anything over silly things because they're drinking. So my thing is that you know instead of framing things always and men do this, women do this, I think that it would go. Understanding what feminism is will go a long way in changing, may, might help change some of the attitudes that I see in our communities. And then maybe we can band together more and help pick each other up instead of it always being just every man for himself or a black man have it so hard or, or you know, we need to save our boys and or save our girls and everything. Like, I mean, that some of that stuff is valid. But I feel like so much so much is involved in separation, and I really feel like we need to band together more. But we can't really do that until we understand that I'm not only black; I'm a woman as well. Right. All right. I want to get. Oh, we we had two callers. We had two callers who just who are um, on the line. Unfortunately, we're not going to get a chance to get to you two. Um, but what I will do, uh, we can actually continue this on the podcast. If you two callers want to hold on for a second, then I can and I can bring you on. I uh, definitely want to thank Kia for for coming on. I want to thank Vita 
for coming on. Um, I told my homie I, w- I would play this track, so I definitely want to play this track. And we, if you guys have some time, we can continue. We can just continue just for like five or ten minutes on the podcast. Not nothing too long. I know people have have stuff to do. Is that all right? Is that all right, Joe? That's cool. I'm here. Yep. Okay. Okay. So this track right here is called "My Place in Hip Hop" by my boy Gabe Caruso. And I, we will be back on. We will be back in five minutes on the breakbeat. I was raised ignorant to the ways of black history Got a public school version, the one that lacks history Throughout all the ages, there were maybe seven pages That had black people on them, and two of them were slave ships In my town acting verses No one did encourage me to study real history Till I heard some verses, these occurred to me The person speak of murder in these urban seas Were burnishing and urging me to learn and reach For further reach, hip-hop sparked a window To a world of raw living That I never knew existed, that I never could envision From the start, I felt it grabbed me and it shook me Made me listen to these stories are these victims of the struggles how they risen? And I was too ignorant to know its true roots. The hip hop and kid talk, but was born to be truth. It was born out of necessity, a voice that demanded to explain the injustice that the system had handed. It exploded from the Bronx as a message to the masses. Being broken, the city turns the children into ashes. When I heard this for the first time, I nearly went berserk. Cause those words just kept on stirring me, disturbing me to work. The craft I was hearing was attractive to my senses. So I listened in and studied it till I learned how to flex it. And after years of working hard, it's burning out these verses that I'm certain were imperfect, but we're worth it, I'm uncertain Cause the more I learn about it, the more I understand it I'm not really in this struggle, I'm just cheering from the stands At its roots, hip-hop was the voice of the oppressed With feelings inaccessible from someone with my flesh I just thought it was an art from something dope I could excel at Didn't notice poetry was pictures, nobody would Kodak A story told that was before ignored that mortified me more Till every eye to eye to eye enforced the story to the floor Wasn't lyrics and melody, drum kicks and snares But a message of some brethren that were deaf to share something undeniable that cannot be ignored that brought the problems all forward and made the audience explore teach the world that ain't right show them all the pain strife the poverty you hurt they learn before they reach the gang life it's no one's first choice but when all is exhausted the projects propose the poverty powered thought process the art world of struggle is a cultural identity made by blacks puerto ricans haitians and jamaican peeps you take away those groups and you don't have the roots you don't have the movement to show me all the truth And as I keep on learning, I find I don't belong I used to say I'm hip-hop, but I'm thinking now I'm wrong When it comes to definitions, I can say I'm a rapper But claiming that's my movement is appropriate in stature Don't get me wrong, I'm down for the causes And I'll fight for the people till I can't even talk shit But if you don't know it's history, then you can't know your place And that's why every real MC knows that he's a disgrace that's my biggest fear that I'll be in that same bucket That looks good on the inside but outside it will dump shit So I take extra care to make sure that what I write is an extension of my life Not some heavy made up stripes so you don't get a stage then when you throw on my track Just a man spitting experience and not many cats It's still the rap game, all you got's reputation And exposing someone's face is a quick way to slay them But I look back and rap and see all of this conquered Then I see the top 40 and see all of it squandered Check the message of KRS-One And then go look at world star and tell me what it's become We lost sight of hip-hop cause most of the shit's pop I'm made to sell records, not made to make a pain stop I'm made to make a change, God I hate all of the lame types I spit the very minimum but still claim that the game's hot 
me from rap stoke, but I ain't from the mean streets. Does that mean I'll never be as hip-hop as Chief Keith? These are the questions that keep me from sleep, and they keep me meek during the week, and keep me sleepless each week, and it's like believing my demons been eating me, and I'm seeing it. Used to tell me my melanin, telling everyone these secrets if this kid is not a native. I emigrated to hip-hop, and I plan to stay forever, or at least on my lids drop, because nothing's ever grabbed me like this. I'm in panic like this. It's not I'm not hip-hop, just crash is my shit, but my life is a hypocrisy. I hate where I work, and I don't benefit anyone. I just get paid by hurt. The same addictions you see that make you puke in the street. I make it all a glamorous through ads that you see. I'm just selling out my skills so that I can pay my bills. But by doing that, I'm proving that my morals slay and kill. How can I trust myself when I'm so far from perfect that I won't punch myself right into some fictional verses with a focus that keeps leading me until I inspire no different power and truth than in the mind of a liar? <coughs> I timed that absolutely perfectly because it just went to the podcast. So as I was saying, this is a, this is the Breakbeat Podcast. It's going to be a little bit more laid back and let your hair down and loosen, loosen up your belt and all of that. So I'm here on the podcast. Obviously got Noah here, got Kia here, and we have two callers who called in. We have Andrew, I believe is one of them, and the other is Lauren. So welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, Lauren, uh, Lauren, uh, you, had, you had a pretty dope thought that you shared with me um, while the music break was going. So, you wanna, uh, you don't mind repeating that? I think it'd be dope for them to hear it too. Yeah, definitely. So, I was saying that I've been listening to this entire uh, show, and it's been really interesting thus far. And you made a point about what can feminists do or what can a basic understanding of feminists do for the black community. And I was just saying that I think a a basic understanding can really help us understand how feminism can start to break down patriarchy. And in the black community in particular, where patriarchy has been so insidious and it has created very narrow images of black masculinity in particular, I think feminism can really help to kind of, one, understand our construction of those identities, and then start to break them down, which can benefit both black men and women. So I think, I, in my experience, it's been really unfortunate um, where black people or black men in particular have seen feminism as a divisive thing, where it really can be a, a tool to be inclusive and benefit all people. So I just wanted to contribute my two cents. Yeah, that was it's a, it's a dope thought, and I agree 110. percent I always like part, part. I'm on Facebook a whole lot, and I really, and I'm sure all of you have seen them. Kia and Noah, I know that you, I know you both have seen them. But I really hate these memes that are coming out from these really pro-black pages that are just like, yeah, the black family, we were really phenomenal until them white women came with them with their feminism and shit. And I'm like, come on, like that's that's stupid, like. You're over here attacking something that is going to be beneficial for the community at whole. Yeah, definitely. And then when you have um, black women, well, we take up the majority, a lot of the jobs in the workforce, we're still making lower wages, and we're income jobs, they're, they're shadowed with the burden of um, raising families alone, you have a prison to pipeline system, we have all these systems, and then to kind of not 
see them as a, as a feminist issue, I think is I think it's misguided and it's, it's very frustrating. Um, so. I agree, hundred percent. Noah, Kia, y'all want to jump in? Uh, maybe not. Is Noah? <laughs> I guess I guess. No, uh, I, guess I agree Noah's with doing something. I'm in agreement with what she said. Um, it's just basically just like getting an understanding. That's that's all people really need. It's just to not come at it so combatively the way that it's just going for the longest. It's just like if every time I open my mouth, someone's coming to fight me, and it's, I'm not looking for a fight. I'm looking for equal treatment. That's that's what I want. I don't want to fight. Right. Excuse me. Ooh. That was bad. Um, yeah, I, I think, and I think, I think a lot of these people just come here looking for a fight. Like they just have, they have their opinion on feminism, and they just want to come and tell you that you're wrong and that you just hate men. I mean, as evidenced by even just uh, what was that dude on when you posted that thing about Jeremy Meeks? Like, even that whole thing was just absolutely ridiculous because the attacks from men all across the board were just, like, so over the top for no reason, you know? Yep. It's just like, okay, you, we already knew you all hated women. Now all you're doing is you, you, found, you found what you thought was a, was a reasonable reason to say all of the hateful shit that you, just, that you had in your heart. But you already think black women ain't shit. So now that you know people think Jeremy Meeks is attractive, now you feel like you know now it's okay for you to say, "Well, that's why your baby father ain't shit. You chose him." You know. Right. We found one guy attractive. Awesome. Awesome analysis. Yeah, it's really over the top. Really ridiculous. Hey, Andrew, did you want to jump in? Um, I kind of had a question, and I guess this is for anyone to discuss in the future. Um, Basically, the actual application of feminism in real life versus, like, talking about it as an idea. Um, Like, how do I go up to a, a young black man who you would say is a a thug or something like that that's really ingrained in in the hood society or the hood culture, like how do I get that person on board with feminism? And they're already um, downtrodden by a whole list of isms. So um, that that's just something I've been um, toying with and just thinking about, you know, since these um, – I've been seeing just like a lot of feminism related topics lately and I'm really trying to figure out, okay, how do I actually apply it in real life versus keep being like just having this high minded idea locked in my brain. Yeah, um that was difficult. I, I can say I can say well, okay. I know this is your three oh one number, so I assume you're from Maryland. So you're, like, virtually not far from me. I live in D.C., and I work with D.C. kids. 
And mm-hmm. one of the things that I've tried doing um, without trying to be a, you know, like too preachy or anything was I find that it's a lot easier to understand when, when people can have something, when, when, they, when they can kind of relate to it. So if you can find mm-hmm. maybe an analogy or some sort of instance where, you know, you can find something that's similar but obviously not the same thing. Right. I mean, because it, it, it's, hard, it's hard because it, the, the first part of it, it's a process. You know, there has to be a process of unlearning. Like, I can say, like, as someone who is, you know, uh, completely new and a lot, of the, a lot of what I know about feminism and a lot of what I've read and understand, like, I've only really, you know, been educated on this for maybe a little over a year and a half now. So even I have mm-hmm. had to go through, like, a process of really unlearning all of this stuff, you know, you know kind of rewiring how, you know, my thought process when I see, like, a single black mother at the bus stop or, right. you know, I see, I see you know, a woman doing something that, you know, for years I would, you know, most would consider hoe activities or, or horse, you know. And it, it, it's, it's just, uh, for me, I would just say you got to find somewhere to, to plant the seed, you know. You have to try to find some way to get them receptive to the information, and trying to, and then just kind of work from there. I mean, because everybody's different. So I mean, there's not, there's not, you know, necessarily just one way to do it. But mm-hmm. like with my cousin, for example, like my my cousin is, you know, is kind of that way. And a lot of what I've explained to him, I've done through just kind of trying to uh, relate it to to similar, but not obviously not the same situations. Like you know, put yourself in this position where X, Y, and Z happen. Like. You wouldn't think that's cool, mm-hmm. right? And just go yeah. from there. I would awesome. think so. Anyone else want to jump in? <laughs> we have plenty of folks on the line because they're all just quiet. Oh. It's cool. I <laughs> said she got dropped. Did she? Uh, yeah, she just said she oh, just messaged me and said oh. she got dropped. Oh, that's whack. Um, I, I can just call her actually. I'll just call her on three way. <laughs> I was gonna call her. Get her number okay. first. Um, what were you about to say, Noah? Oh, I was just gonna say I think uh, another oh, way I'm sorry. to. No, it's okay. It's okay. I would just say another way is to kind of self-identify as a feminist. Um, I think a lot of times people have an image of what a feminist, of what a feminist looks like and who this person is, and usually it's a, a female, and, you, and typically it's been a, a white, affluent female. But I think just having people identify as a feminist and saying, yeah, I am a feminist and this is why, it's a great way to start changing kind of the discourse around feminism and um, everyday sexism and things like that. So I know in my personal life I've I try to um, make it a point to identify as a feminist and I'm um, many things but I I'm, I am a feminist and this is what it means for me and this is why. That's just my piece. <laughs> Did the call die? Are you calling no, her on a... Uh, I just tried call, yeah, call I just tried calling her and uh 
sound like she answered, but I, I guess it didn't. I don't really know what happened. Um, uh, Lauren, can you repeat the last part of what you said? I heard most of it, but then I clicked over. You said um, self-identifying. Yeah, I just think um, actually identifying as a feminist is a way to actually kind of start the conversation and bring it out of the kind of abstract philosophical and then really into kind of everyday life. And I think it's really important, especially in communities of color, um, especially with people who aren't cisgendered, especially with people who aren't affluent, to really say, I am a feminist and this is the reason why. Um, the best way, and we've noticed this in all other social movements, um, to really change people's minds is to actually know and understand and see people that you can relate to who identify with that movement. So I think that's the smallest and um, change that we can make, but I think it's really important. And that, that was pretty much it. I agree. Kind of a leading by example approach. Like actually being active and, I mean, identifying is obviously big. Noah? Uh, wait, is this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you want to jump up? in? I'm going to try to call Kia back. I agree with Lauren that I, basically, I feel like wearing the label and letting people know, hey, I'm a feminist and not shying away from it in conversation opens it up for people to really know what feminism is and it opens up the conversation rather than just, like, keeping it to yourself and being like, well, I'm a feminist, but I don't have to tell everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, my phone is vibrating every time you send a message. But, um, so, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think a lot, I've become more open about saying, yeah, I'm a feminist late, lately, I would say in the past two or three years. Because, you know, I have my son. Well, you don't know, but you know now. I have my son. He's about to be two, and I just really felt like I needed to be more more vocal on a lot of things, like my feminism, my atheism, just everything. Like, not necessarily be, like, trumpeting the horn all the time, but if it comes up or if there's an opportunity to always take the opportunity to to, to listen, to teach, and all of that good stuff because I want my son to be able to see me standing up for what I believe in and what I think. So I've begun more. I've begun to be. I've become more vocal, and that was part. Of, that was kind of a catalyst for starting my blog as well. Just being more vocal and being becoming more comfortable with being more vocal without feeling like it's always a confrontation, which I've I've kind of had a problem with in the past. So. Yeah, I've always felt the 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 approach. Uh, well, and, and not even from in just discussing feminism, but in discussing other things as well. The approach is always important when it comes to trying to explain or discuss these ideas with people who may actually have a genuine interest in it. Because you know, if you just if you go up to somebody and you just talk down to them, you know, that's not that's not really going to grab anybody. You know, if you talk to them like they're stupid. Then they really don't like they like me just knowing how I am personally. Like, I wouldn't give a shit what you had to say. Fuck you and whatever whatever you got to say. So I've always stressed that obviously the, the the manner in which you communicate with people can always make the big difference between whether they listen and are actually receptive or whether they're like 
fuck you and fuck whatever the fuck you're talking about. And, and Kia, in case you, well, you missed it, uh, you missed it. But uh, Andrew brought up, he, he brought up a, a, a topic of uh, ways in which you can uh, practice your feminism outside of, you know, like uh, theory and discussion like we're doing now and actually, you know, um, show people or engage people or try to inspire people to learn about this and actually be educated on, on what it actually is. That's a very good question, and that's one of the questions that, like, I ask people all the time, like, how can I deliver my feminism better so that you receive it, you know, better than I've been getting, you know? I need to know, like, what message or how should I, like, shift my message so that it's heard and not always, like, taken, like, negative Yeah. I mean, I think it, it, it definitely varies, like, just speaking on myself, like, you know, most of you know I make music. I'm a musician, and um, you know I, that that's been that's my kind of um, that's been my way of, of of kind of approaching it. Like I realized, and it's, and it's always interesting to do this, but I realized when I when I would look back at some of my earlier writings, and and I look and even the stuff I had been writing at the time with my last project to come out, like I, I had written even from a perspective of uh, I had even written from a place that wasn't all inclusive. You know, I had a line on one of my last songs that I, where I said, we don't see each other as brothers, only rivals, you know, when talking about black people as, as a whole. And it didn't occur to me to afterwards that I'm like, well, when I say brothers, well, it just sounds like I'm, spoken, I'm speaking mostly to black men, and I'm not actually trying to be inclusive of, you know, the black women that will be listening to this song and taking something away from it, hopefully. So I have to change that. And and when I explain, like, even just subtle changes like that, like, I feel like that does a world of good. Because I've had people ask me, like, hey, why did you word this this way as opposed to saying this? Because, you know, all of my favorite MCs do it. You know, they, they write from a male-centered perspective. Talib Kweli does it. Most Def does it. Mortal Technique does it. KRS-One does it. A lot of them do it. All of them do it, I should say. So I'm trying to, just as far as me, I know I'm trying to, I, my, I'm trying to use my medium and 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 change that. That's how that's how you know feminism has definitely inspired me to make a change. And I feel like it has just as far as, you know, the people that have heard the things that I've had to say and whatnot. It does a world of difference when you can be all-inclusive and have people wonder why things are worded certain ways. Right. All right, let's see. It's uh, it's like 10.18. All right, I'm about to hop off of here. Thank all of you for, for tuning in. Yeah. It was an awesome combo. You all are awesome. Beautiful, beautiful people. <laughs> um, Thank you. Uh, uh, Andrew and Lauren, I don't know if you guys uh, have me on Facebook or not. If you want to add me, by all means, or follow me on Twitter, that's cool, too. I'm always posting stuff and looking for new people to chat with and whatnot. So that's all good. No problem. 
So if you guys want to do that, I have the same name. I have the same name everywhere, so it's pretty easy to stalk me. MC Brooks can find me everywhere. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. All right, you guys. Um, nope, no right. problem. Thank you guys so, for calling um, in. Yeah, thank all of you for calling in. Uh, be sure to share the link. Uh, you're officially part of the show because this will be included when people are mm-hmm. downloading on iTunes and whatnot. So congrats on that, and uh, <laughs> we'll talk to all we'll talk to all of y'all later. Thanks for listening. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. Goodbye.